Welcome back to Coaches Exploring Clarity. On this episode, we'll be exploring Chapter 17, which is titled, There's Only One Problem. And it starts with a quote from R. Buckminster Fuller. When I'm working on a problem, I never think about beauty. But when I've finished, if the solution is not beautiful. I know it is wrong. That that quote kind of got my brain twisted up a little bit. <laughs> I must admit. Me too. I, was try, I was trying to th think of examples of problems I've solved and uh, I certainly know there's many solutions I've come up with that don't fit the bill of being beautiful. <laughs> In fact, they're clunky or quite the opposite. But... I had to read it a few times, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, and, and the conclusion I came up with is um, where, where it says the solution is not beautiful, I know it's wrong. Typically when I know it's wrong is when it just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that's it's there's a there's a feeling in that, and it's like, yeah, yeah, worked through this and didn't quite get to the right place. Where did I go? I um didn't come to any conclusion at all after because I was a bit confused over the quote, and it kind of made sense to me, to be honest. Um. I struggle when I can't kind of fit things in to me, like things make sense to me when I can kind of see them as if it were me doing, being or saying that thing kind of thing. And I couldn't. So I, I sort of then went, I sort of, you know, what is it I'm not getting about this? And I said, oh, well, OK, well, he's a designer and an inventor. So I must say that it makes perfect sense to me and would absolutely agree if I were a designer and an inventor. I get that. Otherwise, I don't get it. But that, that's, that was just by the by, by the by comment. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of, uh, the more I thought about it, it was kind of in, in the realm of this, there's only one problem. Um, to me, also implies there's only one solution. But it's, you know, the um, going upstream, um, keeping things simple, like the, there's a beauty like I kind of uh, swap out beauty for simple, right? Like there's a, a something beautiful about the simplicity of how our psychological system works, and uh, and you know understanding that we're often you know the problem is just as simple as a misunderstanding of of how the how things actually work is the root is the upstream problem of every problem. Mm -hmm. Well said, Greg. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. This week, there, there's a the Toronto Blue Jays is the the Major League Baseball team here in Toronto, and our, our star pitcher from last year, the guy named Alec Manoa. Last year, he was a rock star, like set records or I don't know, best uh, statistics in the league. Blah blah blah. This year is a complete train wreck. He's uh, he pitched the other night. He only got one out and they pulled him from the game and they were losing six, nothing already. So I, I did a post about it the other day. Um, but I, I was, I, I made a note of him on this on page 185 where there's a bunch of bullet points. There's one that says, if a person doesn't understand that 100% of their felt experience is coming from thought in the moment, then stress is a strong possibility. 
And my post was a bit like, you know, what's wrong with Alec Manoa? Well, he's caught up in a thought storm of um, misunderstanding of contaminated thinking that he's trying to live up to expectations from last year. He's, he's, he's not just playing baseball anymore. He's, he's trying to think his way through uh, throwing the ball at a hundred miles an hour. Like it's, 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 uh, I know for me, when I watch him play, I can, I can see the frustration on his face. Like he's like, he just, cause he can't figure it out. And it's, you know, it reminds me, I think Simon Payne, one of our colleagues said, you, you can't solve a thinking problem with more thinking. <laughs> um, yep. and, and he's just so caught up in this, this misunderstanding that uh, it's crippling. I think it was Michael Neal, I might have already said this, that the volume of thought, the size of a problem is proportionate to the volume of thinking. Mm-hmm. Something like that came to mind. Yeah. And the 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 bullet point before that one, Greg, if a person's habitual thinking is standing between them and their deeper feelings of peace and well-being, then they're likely to feel unhappy or often unfulfilled, which would also actually be the case, your case, Greg, mm. of the, you know, the, the player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, it would be the, as I read the, through the, these the bullet points, I would... Unhappy or unfulfilled, you know. Yeah, as I read through all these bullet points, I I was like, oh, yeah, I've done that. Oh, yeah, I do that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing that right now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I like the bullet points. Yeah, they're nice reminders. I do like this whole story about the the Lyme solution. Mm. And uh, particularly because one of the videos I was rewatching yesterday. Uh, Jamie kind of recounted the whole story of uh, our poor doctor, Ignaz Heimelweis, and his uh, ultimate demise, although although stumbling and having an insight into, which basically became the root of germ theory, for his trouble, he was put in an insane asylum and beaten to death. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's just a, a bit of a reminder of... Um, changing the paradigm or the way the world thinks is not such an easy task. Um, like just, just discovering something like we've, we've got here in terms of the principles. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't mean it's easy to, to um, bring other people on board or get them out of their yeah. contaminated thinking. Absolutely. It's a little bit like what I was saying before, you know, but where is the, you know, as the new paradigm comes in, that's like in my my energy mm. equivalent. You know, because it's it's the weaker energy, yeah. if you like. Weaker is the right word, but you you get yeah. my drift. Yeah. So it, it's going to be easily knocked out mm. by the current stream of thinking, mm. albeit a current stream of thinking that's not working, especially mm. in the case of the you yeah. know, Samuelwise and discovery of germs and bacteria, that kind of thing. Yeah. But but indeed, usually when the the sort of general sense of something has a, and again, I'm usually going to give you simple words, has some sort of goodness in it, or somehow it's somehow attached to what actually is, what what is in truth, in fact, um, 
just like indeed like a a, a bacteria will develop it, it, or a cell will replace itself but it does so on an exponential way you know that and that's what growth is growth mm. and then change but it just takes time yeah you know so maybe we we won't see the 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 absolute the yeah. absolute let's say beauty as the the first thing as um the quote said at the beginning the beautiful solution we might not see it mm. but we sure as hell i think you know we, we know we're on the way we're part of that ex exponential equation yeah I just you know hopefully the... your kids and my my daughter will see it and and lynn your your nieces and nephews or whatever, maybe they'll be the ones that yeah. will, you know the next ones yeah. the next ones yeah yeah it just occurred to me that like what we talked about previously about the feeling we get of connection and stuff when we're in groups, principles centered groups is we're in a place where all our energy is rotating or vibrating in a similar way. And if we were to go to go to other groups where we're bringing a new paradigm of the world to them, we're bumping up against an opposing energy. Um, and it's like that, maybe that's that part of the, like what, uh, you know, it's almost like a, when I sign into any of the Zoom calls, it's like an immediate group hug kind of <laughs> feeling, right? Like you're, you're home um, yeah. kind of feeling. Yeah. We have to yeah. start infiltrating other groups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. The, uh, the diagram on 186, I highlighted underneath that, where it says, um, it doesn't take a huge leap of creativity to trace most of the day's news topics to a small number of culprits. Neediness, mm. greed, anxiety, stress, anger, resentment, and the lack of wisdom. All the, all the And all these culprits are symptoms of a single problem, contaminated thinking resulting from outside in misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about all the problems in the world. Like you've, that's a pretty good whole list there. Neediness, greed, anxiety, stress, yeah. and resentment. Well, that lack of wisdom, when I when I was reading the, the news this morning about that dam, I was thinking that truly is a lack of wisdom. Look at the effect for not only to those people now, but it's going to be for, I don't even know, pro probably more than decades and decades mm -hmm. and decades, the devastation. It's just... You know, how is that a good idea? How, you know, talk about lack of wisdom. It's, yeah, it comes and, right And lack of that. connection. And, and lack, lack of, of connection it. again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way Jamie says in that, that paragraph, you know, to a small number of culprits, like and to a huge effect. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. A small number, it's, and he's just about, that everything that's on, you know, that that stays over and beyond limbo, you know, and down under. It's just about everything. It's in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I think, you know, just the way what's coming to mind is like thinking of the opposite, right? So like if you're not living in contaminated thinking, then you, you know, the opposite 
of, of neediness, of greed, of anxiety, of stress. Like, you know, you, you have abundance, uh, you have um, uh, calmness, you have love, you have compassion, and you have wisdom. Like, you know, it's... Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, the you know, you have those things already. It's like when the contaminated thinking is gone, that's what's left over. Yeah, it's, it's like when the contaminated thinking is gone, those things, because they're already there, it's not that you suddenly have them, as you mm. said, Greg, it's like they, they, they are then expressed mm. through the world. Yeah, I like that. They can, they can emerge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they can emerge. Yeah. Uh, and um, this to go on to the next paragraph, everyone wants to have a more connected, vibrant, fulfilling experience of life. So for some of the people who are doing some of the horrible things right now, how disconnected do they must they feel? How disconnected must they feel? And presumably not vibrant and fulfilled, otherwise they wouldn't want these yeah. things to happen. But I, I guess, yeah, but either way, that last part of that sentence, whether they realise it or not, mm. I kind of think it's so. part of the problem is is they don't realise what they could have because mm. they've lived so long in contaminated thinking mm. that yeah. they've never, ever, ever seen the other side. Yeah. Well, I think that they're... You know the mistaken belief that those things come from outside of themselves. So right. I, I get the way to get my fulfillment is to uh, wage war or um, yeah. destroy yeah. my enemy. Yeah, kill my neighbor. Mm. Mm. In the uh, the reality check piece I highlighted it turns out that life is less about what happens to you and more about yeah. how you relate to it mm-hmm. and that that rang true for me and, and reminded me of in my Stephen Covey days of it's not what happens to you it's what you do about it kind of thing but yeah. it, you know not so much what you do about it but this this whole idea of how you relate to it you know that we're creating our own perceptual reality 100% of the time like the way we we organize and relate things in our experience is such a key to to that experience itself yeah and yeah and jamie says you know it's it's less about what happens to you when i read that i don't know why this this weird sort of scenario came to mind like as you know as a, as a kid as a, a school girl with my school friends and, and all the rest of it you know and then you've got your best friend and you sort of suddenly ring them up on the if you parents allowed you to use the phone kind of thing or you'd be rushing around to mm. to call on them you know say you know jay 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 yeah i've got to tell you what happened today but can you imagine what happened if you suddenly jay yeah i've got to tell you how i related to this thing today like <laughs> do that no yeah. <laughs> no yeah. think about yeah. it <laughs> yeah Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe if we start going around talking like that, people who know us are going to be like... Yeah. But the thing is kind of like we're looking for the things that happen to us. Of course. 
but we don't yeah. relate to them, if you see what I mean. That was the idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we before we started recording today, we were talking about the you know asking somebody how are you or, or whatever, and it's like you know often our response is a um, a laundry list of what's happened to us versus how we're relating to what happened to us. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. That is interesting, yeah. I'm thinking, what would we say instead? Yeah. Um, that's a whole podcast in itself. Yeah. 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 And 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 indeed that that in that reality check as well, just you know, the one and two that he that Jamie says before, you know, that mm. um he's saying, you know, well, what what about natural disasters basically? And it, it mm. But you know, but if we see that, and if we see the inside-out na nature of reality, you know, we'll we'll see that we have the resilience to know that we can deal with whatever comes our way, and the wisdom, clarity, and creativity to make a difference in our own lives and in the lives of others going forward. And I was just thinking there that yes, and it's funny how we have to somehow our minds wants to know that that is so, when what actually would happen, and that's when, do you remember when Jamie or it was one of his programs or I can't remember what, or he got, he invited somebody to one of his calls, the lady that went through the earthquake, was yeah. it in the Himalayas or something yeah, like that? Yeah. 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 Um, the, the truth is that resilience happens anyway. Like when we're in a natural disaster, we don't even know it's happening. We're just kind of getting on either trying to be alive or because or, if we're not doing that, then we're already dead. Yeah. So it's kind of a paradox yeah. that, that he said that because it's, it's sort of actually an impossible thing because we don't even need the resilience to know that we can deal. It just We just have it and that's what happens. We, did, we don't need to know we have it, yeah. Yes, we don't need to know we have it, but indeed, for myself, as I as I read that and as I read it and as I've heard it before, it's kind of nice to know because my human nature will naturally have me thinking, you know, or bring me to well, what happens if scenario, mm. which is going to be a very human. We always think, what's going to happen tomorrow? Well, what happens if it rains? Well, what happens if it doesn't? And, Lord knows what it's a continual, but to know. So we, again, we need the the knowledge somehow in the intellectual part of us, which is the very bit that we're trying to run away from. So that that whole reality check was just like one confusion in in some way for me, and yet it makes perfect sense. Of course, it's it's just brilliant. But actually, resilience because we've got it. We don't even need to know we have it because it works all the time. Yeah, I think of uh, Mahina's story quite quite often. Actually, mm. the uh, uh, Jamie, the recording I was listening to the other day, Jamie was talking about it, and I know that the part was she she said that uh, never underestimate the impact of having the same person. Um, 
show up. I don't know the exact quote, but it was kind of like because she was having clarity in the moment that she was psychologically safe, even in the midst of an earthquake. And then her calmness and, and clarity was was a benefit to the people around her that were panicking mm-hmm. and uh, and freaking out without her having to tell them anything. It was just a um, yeah, you know, inherent. Yeah. Something just popped up for me there that I'd forgotten all about when we, um, there were six of us in our family and we always used to say, my dad reacted to small things like there was an earthquake, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't even think of a small thing, but he really overreacted to small things, whereas you could turn up with a major thing and he'd be, okay, we do this. And we, we were always... Even though we knew that, and we and we talked about it since he's passed, we're like, "What was that?" And that just struck me right this moment. He knew that there was resilience there, and it would be okay. That, that actually just struck me that because we've talked about it so many times, these big things we would turn turn up with and think, "Oh no, there's going to be a reaction. It'll be terrible." And you know, and and it never came. Those were his moments of calm where he was like mm-hmm. okay that's resilience I guess hmm. Hmm. sounds like our there dads were very similar <laughs> <laughs> god forbid you didn't put the milk fill the milk jug back up or something oh, like that. oh yeah you crazy things I don't okay. know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I could think I could think of lots of examples actually Ooh, yeah but I won't it's fine <laughs> That's pretty much it. Thought experiment? Yeah, sure. So thought experiment. What happens when you consider the possibility that the vast majority of the problems faced by society, businesses, and individuals are the result of a single cause, a misunderstanding of the nature of thought? I mean, now I see it so clearly that it's like, kind of like Elaine said in the last thought experiment, it's obvious. It's obvious. Um, But a year ago, it would have been like, there's no way. (laughs) Um, It's too simple. Yeah. It it gets back to uh, that quote at the beginning of the chapter. Mm. If you know that the, the solution is not beautiful, I know it's wrong, well, that seems like a beautiful solution. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a beautiful solution. Um, makes perfect sense to me. There is a part of me that says, in at least again in my life, that's not going to happen. Not when we look at the at the surnames of some of the leaders that we have mm. around the world in politics and government and that kind of thing. But yeah, it's almost like they nice, rely on contaminated nice. thinking. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's nice to know that it it can happen. Mm. Not even it could happen, it can happen. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, mm. one day. I'm an eternal optimist, so I'm going to say it will happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and why it, not? Yeah, and it can happen 
when it does happen, Absolutely. it just happens yeah. quick. Could right? be in a heartbeat. Yeah. 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 Only takes yeah. one thought. One thought away. Yes. Beautiful. Right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see Jennifer, you again thank next you. week. See you next week. Thank you. See you next week.